Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good Wednesday, everybody. Great to have you with us here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Boy, that's great new inventory right there. Also, fabulous pre-owned inventory. Wide selection, all carrying the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Great sales staff. Fabulous service department. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Penn State basketball tonight. Nittany Lions will take on Minnesota in the Jordan Center. Leon Robbins might be able to play for Minnesota tonight. He's been out for the last couple of games with an ankle injury. And they say it's, quote, a game-time decision. Usually when I hear that, that means they're probably going to play. But it's also a little gamesmanship, which, you know, everybody does. So I understand that. Um, the, uh, the game will be tonight at 7 o'clock. In the Jordan Center, senior night for Penn State, John Hara, Jamari Wheeler, Trent Buttrick, Kyle McCluskey, and Taylor Nussbaum will all be honored at the game this evening. So there is, uh, that's the game coming up tonight. And last night in college basketball, under the category of oh, wow, uh, how about Illinois last night without Io DeSumo? Wow. Uh, a fabulous performance that they put together. Uh, start to finish. I mean, they ran Michigan out of its own building last night. And Michigan is a team that has dominated everybody else with the exception of that 15-point loss at Minnesota. They have been uh, outstanding. Last night, Illinois was not good. Illinois was great. And you know what? Every once in a while, a guy comes in. He's a high-profile guy. You know it at the time, a guy like Trent Frazier. But as time goes, Frazier was a critical recruit for Illinois to get. And early on in his career, he had to be the guy. Well, as time has gone, they brought in Io DeSumo. As time has gone, they brought in Kofi Coburn. As time has gone, they brought in Adam Miller. So he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. Well, with Io out, he had to be the guy, and he had a career-high 22 last night. Great game last night between West Virginia Baylor. That was high-level hoops right there. No getting around it. Went to overtime. Baylor finally won it. You know, again, once you're when you're coming off of COVID, it is very much like a, a player coming off an injury. First game back, you got some adrenaline, some juice. Second game, you have no legs. Then finally you settle in the third game, and that is uh, what we're watching with Baylor right now. Then uh, the game between Michigan State and Indiana was just bad hoops. Just not. I mean, I said it was an elimination game going in. Uh, you feel like unless there's a major run by Indiana in the tournament, because they still have Purdue to play, and Purdue will beat them in all likelihood this weekend. 
they um, they're struggling. Uh, they're struggling down the stretch. They're you know right now they're not going to get in. Michigan State has enhanced its position, but Michigan State I think needs to split with Michigan if they lose two games to Michigan because they have back to back games Thursday and I want to say Sunday. They're playing. Uh, they need that very, very much uh, to at least split. They lose both. I think they're still in trouble for the tournament. All right, coming up, Matt Leon will join us. Great to have you with us on the show on this Wednesday afternoon as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday, Penn State basketball tonight. Minnesota in the Jordan Center Senior Night for the Nittany Lions. John Herod, Jamari Wheeler, Kyle McCloskey, Trent Buttrick, Taylor Nussbaum being honored this evening for their time here at Penn State. Uh, that is at 7 o'clock this evening in the Bryce Jordan Center. They're looking forward to that. At some point, we're going to get Fran Fischel on the show, and I believe we're going to get Nate Davis here on the show shortly. Uh, with the Patriot Tournament coming up as well. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, fabulous selection of pre-owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, great to have you with us. On the show today, uh, and uh, time to bring in uh, Matt Leon. The uh, by the way, the Flyers last night, the Penguins, the Flyers, the only they were eleven one and two against everybody except the Boston Bruins this year. The Bruins have had their number eleven one and two against everybody else. Penguins beat him last night five to two. Tristan Jari played very well last night in net for the Pens and with. Uh, Crosby out. Kapanen had a pair of goals and an assist last night. So they still have a couple more games to go this week as they've been playing these mini-series as the season goes along. The only mini-series the Flyers that struggle with is the Bruins, including that Tahoe game, which didn't go well. Jim Jackson and I talked about that yesterday. But there's other things going on in Philadelphia, including the Phillies, and we bring in Matt Leon from Philadelphia. Sir, always a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Good to be with you. Uh, before we get going, uh, obviously, Irv Cross was a Philadelphia football legend playing for the Eagles and then went on to just a fabulous broadcast career. Any thoughts on, on his passing today? Yeah, I mean, really, a, a legend probably no more so for his TV work. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about those early days of 
uh, the NFL today, Brent Musburger, Jimmy the Greek, Phyllis George, Irv Cross. Um, it's amazing even, you know, what, 40 years later, I still can run off that, that list like that. Uh, he, he had a big impact. Not the, not the least was, you know, having an African-American voice and face at the table like that. Yes, and the pressure on him to, like Jackie Robinson, Irv Cross had to be good. Yeah. Right? To 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 subdue the haters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ur Cross was classy and good. So big you know. Eighty one, unfortunately, dementia at the end so hard. So hard. Uh all right. The uh let's I want to get to the Phillies first. <laughs> Joe Girardi made a great comment. Maybe it may have been last week. And he said when they asked about a bullpen, he says, look, he says, we could have told everybody what pitch we were going to throw beforehand. He said, we may actually have been better off <laughs> last year. No, no, that, that bullpen last year was uh, incre- it's hard to put into words how terrible it was. And the amount of games, not only games that they blew, where they gave up leads in the eighth or ninth inning, yeah, but also games that they would go into the eighth inning leading like 12 to 3. Yeah. And they would end up having to bring a closer in because they couldn't get the last five outs with nobody watching and the other team having the bus ready to go. Like, they were historically bad. And, you know, there are very few things in sports that poison a season like a bad bullpen oh, because yes. it resonates with everything else. Hitters never think they have enough runs, starting pitchers try to do too much because they don't want to give the ball up to the bullpen managers let starters make too many mistakes because it it just you know i the only things i can maybe equate to it are are place kickers in football and possibly goalies in hockey where you don't realize how much every how much that being so bad just absolutely penetrates every decision you have to make game day Oh, there's no getting around it. Because, you know, goalie's your last line of defense. And when you're looking at your stopper, allegedly your bullpen's your last line of defense. Yeah. And that's what they are. And if you're sitting there and you're you're trying to manage this, you're guessing every day. It's hard to manage when you're guessing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, all right, uh... But offensively, they're the kind of team that can put a lot of pressure on you and get leads. What do you think of this club? I think they'll be pretty good. I I don't know. I think at the very least, only because it's almost physically possible for the bullpen to be worse, it's going to be better. Uh, And you combine that with an offense that has Bryce Harper. They brought JT Real Muto back. D.D. Gregorius, Reese Hoskins is due to bounce back, in my opinion. Um, They should be able to score some runs. And if you can just be serviceable in the bullpen, I don't even need you to be great, just not be terrible. I think they can be in contention for a wild card because I think they should get a good starting pitching performance most days. Maybe not dominant, but – with that offense, a a starting pitching performance that will give them a chance to win the game. And then I think the big question is, can the bullpen get 
six to nine outs every night without uh, imploding. And last year that answer was no. And we'll see if it's better this year. I think it has to be, but I also think they have made uh, added some arms that are uh, high reward, low risk. Uh, meanwhile, the Sixers have been rolling on and doing well. Uh, I also think that they've been smart about not just what they have done, but also what they haven't done. I mean, I don't think they have panicked making moves that other people think they should make. No, and and if you pay attention to social media, everybody's got three trades they think the Sixers should make, or they're not. They have to add one or two pieces. Um, they're really good, and they're probably most nights going to have the best player on the planet on the floor, Joel Embiid, the level he is playing at. Um, could they add? Sure, you know, but I, I think they are well positioned to be a very difficult out in the East. And I think they're playing with a lot of confidence, which is something that they didn't seem to have last year. Uh, And also their roster construction last year was abysmal. Sure. The roster makes a lot more sense this year. And uh, I certainly wouldn't want to see them appear uh, on the line in my playoff matchup against me. And then there's the other part, too. I think you can sometimes subtly add somebody, and he means more to you than you think. And that, to me, and that guy is, is Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard yeah. has stepped in there, and he has been a, quote, pro's pro, which is what I, maybe a couple of these guys needed. No, absolutely. And you can learn a lot from a guy like Dwight Howard. And that's that goes back to the – the roster just makes so much more sense this year. You know, it was so poorly constructed in years past. Now, some of that was because they weren't necessarily trying to win. A lot of it was poor decision-making. A lot of it was uh, just trying to acquire talent and thinking they could figure it out on the run. Uh, I think they've got a roster this year that is much more traditional but also talented. I'm looking at like a couple of mock drafts, you know, just for the heck, because everybody has their own mock draft. I'm like, at six, Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've seen Mac Jones. I've seen them take the, what is his name, Trey Lance, another yeah. North Dakota State. Uh, I, sure. And this has nothing. I can't imagine they would do that. Uh, but I honestly, I have no idea. I think we've talked about that. I think they're better served they in the big picture by trading it just because they need so much. They are not a team that, you know, well, if they can figure out the quarterback position, they'll be fine. Like, even if they figure out the quarterback position, they've got a lot of other issues. And the fact that the quarterback is still a question should have gotten a lot of people fired, in my opinion. But the I, it'll be very interesting to see what direction they go. Um, they very well could take a quarterback, which blows my mind that it's even a legitimate consideration. But I, I they need a lot of good players at a lot of positions. And I think if you can trade out of that, maybe get a lower first this year, add a first next year, or add a couple of seconds, whatever the, the – it might be. I think they might be better served than than just getting one uh, really good player. Let me throw this out to you. Jalen Hurts is operating on a second-round rookie contract. To me, that opens the door for you to do what you want to do for the time being because you don't have to pay your quarterback a ton of money. 
Oh, no, I agree. And I, th- I think he showed enough at the end of last year that you could at least enter the season with confidence saying, you know, this kid's got some talent. Could Is he the long-term answer? I don't know. But we can be competitive with him playing quarterback this season. Uh, and I don't know if they feel that way. Uh, you know, it's it's really – how do I want to put this? Like, we, I have talked with you ad nauseum about – the resources they have put into this quarterback position. And if they go quarterback again, it would almost be like, you know, you would have the effect of, oh, well, it's a new front office. They don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. They want to put their stamp on the position. But it's all the same guy. Right. <laughs> Who made sure. all, the same, all the old mistakes. Yes. And <laughs> are still allowed to make the, the same decisions going forward. Uh, so... You know, I I'm with you. I I would be very comfortable, especially in a season of no expectations, of putting Hertz in there, saying all the right things. But you don't necessarily have right. to say he's the guy we're building around. But it would allow you some financial flexibility to spend some money in other places uh, going forward. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, this front office never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity, so we'll we'll see how they approach it. Sir, thank you so much. Always appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Matt Leon in Philadelphia. Great to have you with us today on the show. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kier, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, the best of pre-owned inventory, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Fabulous sales staff that works with you and a great service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Fun show coming up for you today. Uh, Of course, Penn State basketball tonight. Nittany Lions will be back in action this evening. They take on Minnesota, their final Jordan Center game of the year. Minnesota has been on a tough streak of late. Uh, Penn State's been a bit up and down of late. And they'll play that game tonight at 7 o'clock airtime set for 6.30. All right, great to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Warmer today than we've seen in the past few days. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. That's the best of new inventory you're going to find anywhere. But you know what? The budget may say, hey, you know what? Maybe time now for pre-owned inventory. Well, you want to go someplace where it has the Sunbury Motors guarantee, and that's obviously Sunbury Motors. Great time to make deals and a sales staff that thinks about your budget, service department that backs up your purchase. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Quite a guest list coming up the next few days. Patriot League tournament is coming up, so it'll be great to have Nate Davis on the show tomorrow. Been too long since I talked to Nate. Be great to talk with him. Fran Frischilla, under the category, it's been far too long since I talked to him. Last time I talked to Fran was in Brooklyn Thanksgiving a year ago. 
Uh, so it'll be great to have Fran on the show tomorrow, 4.06. So Nate at 3.35, Fran at 4.06. And the old 2-9er, Phil Bork, will be on Friday's show. Now, we heard from Jim Jackson yesterday. And by the way, before we get to that, Penn State put out its latest We've seen the trend nationally and statewide where the trend has been down on COVID. And uh, Penn State uh, Athletics following that trend. 2,197 tests, three positives. So let's, you know, credit where it's credit is due to those uh, dedicated student athletes. It's, it's not easy what they're doing. And. They've done pretty well. Now, I think hockey's finally going to get a chance to play Notre Dame this weekend. Men's hockey went 0 for February. This, I mean, this, I mean, this tells you how the, the balance just can swing so quickly. They went 0 for February in playing. The last time they played was January 29th. My goodness. All right. Uh, wrestling this weekend. By the way, the wrestlers are going to be able to have uh, guests in the Jordan Center this weekend and each school is going to get their allotment to do that that's that's great news at least that's a step in the right direction speaking of which there were fans last night now, yesterday we had jim jackson on giving the flyers point of view and really made matt feel really great then they played the game and it just flushed matt right down the down the drain Ah, uh, yeah <laughs> that was very frustrating last night well i got two to go but, so we'll see but it's yeah, so exactly. I was about to say the first to three. So with that, let's go to Pittsburgh. Let's bring in Bob Grove. Bob, always a pleasure. Great to have you with us. Oh, anytime, Steve. Thanks for having me. All right, uh, just let's start with just the aesthetics of it. Having nearly three thousand people back in the building last night. Look, Bob, it came through the TV for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having fans at PPG Paints Arena was huge for the Penguins. Obviously, huge for the fans, and it was it was just terrific. We're starting to see this around the league, you know. Uh, the Rangers had some folks at MSG last week uh, back for the first time, and it did. It it absolutely does come through. You're you're so used to uh, the sounds you're getting from an empty that when even when you get three thousand, it it sounds just terrific. They didn't have Sidney Crosby last night. We'll get to that in a moment. But other people had to step up. And usually Malkin plays a little bit better, like he, like he steps up a bit when Crosby mm-hmm. isn't there. But Kapanen played terrific last night. What were your thoughts? Yeah, he, he had two goals last night. Uh, it's the first time he's had multiple goals for the Penguins. In fact, first time in a couple of seasons that he's had multiple goals in a game. So they need they needed something like that from somebody. It can't just be Malkin, who did take his game to another level. But Kapanen's been a little inconsistent for the Penguins. He shuffled around. He's played with Malkin. He's played with Crosby. Um, and last night he scored a, just a huge goal using his speed. They got the Penguins back in it after they had allowed the first of the game. Well, in fact, I was about to bring that up. How big in your opinion? opinion emotionally was that goal to tie the game up because the Flyers had jumped out to that one nothing lead yeah just huge because the Penguins I mean look one of the things that's been bothering them all season long is they fall behind routinely and they've been uh, they've been able to overcome that and still win quite a few games more than anybody in the league actually coming from behind but that's not sustainable they know that and you continue to lose games or get behind to teams uh, it's a problem. And so when they got behind the Flyers and Crosby's not in the lineup, you know that they're searching for somebody to uh, show them the way. And actually, that goal was the thing that turned the whole game around. Tristan Jari. I believe well, he's now won six of his last eight. Yep. Uh, 
Okay, why, why, Bob? Why, why are we starting to see just a little bit better from him? What's been the combination? Well, he's in, he's reading plays for me better than he was early in in the season when he was really struggling. Uh, I didn't think he was reading plays. I thought he was sloppy with his rebound control. For for me, both of those things have improved considerably. You know, there's been some talk about the fact that early on he was a little too deep in his net and not cutting down angles the way he was, um, you know, he should be. I didn't see as much of that as maybe some other folks, but he has been routinely out on top of the crease and just doing a better job of, of, no, he had a giveaway last night. I mean, he got rid of a puck, he had it behind the net, and he didn't get enough on it as he was trying to get it to one of his defensemen and ended up in the net and got the Flyers back in the game and pulled them within a goal. But they were the Flyers would have won this game if it wasn't for the way he played earlier. So for me, it's just getting back to a lot of basics about anticipating plays, reading plays, and making sure that there's not a lot of loose pucks laying around. How do you feel about how they played in front of him? And then how did you feel about the next step where they were able to translate defensively playing in front of him to then playing offense? Because the defense was very involved in the goal scoring last night. Well, it was. I mean, you know, Cody Cece had a goal, and he's certainly not a big goal scorer. And so you you welcome that every day of the week. Uh, if you're the Penguins, Mike Matheson had one. Um, you know, with uh, Hart uh, trying to get to the bench for a, for a, for an extra attack or so, that's a big help to any club for sure. And the Penguins have been doing a lot of that recently. Most of it's been Chris Letang, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I wasn't real wild about the way the Penguins played in general in front of uh, Jari last night. I mean, look. The Flyers generate the second fewest shots of any team in the league. This has been a problem for them. Even though, you know, you look at their record, they're right where the Penguins are. They're like, what, three points out of first place. It's not like they're doing poorly, but they should be generating more chances. And last night they got 42 shots. That's way too many for the Penguins to be given up. And they got a bunch of those on the power play because the Penguins turn around and their penalty killing has been abysmal for the Penguins. And they gave the Flyers a bunch of power plays early. And and, and the Penguins, and that's where Jari really shines, Steve. Because if he doesn't handle the, I mean, they had two power play opportunities in the first five minutes of the game. If he doesn't play well, that game could have been over early. Exactly, it would have been over big time early. I guess obviously, which is a good team. The only kryptonite really so far for the Flyers has been the Bruins. I mean, I think yeah, they were, I, just, I think they were eleven and one against everybody else. That's right. They only had one regulation loss to the rest of the league, but, you know, had trouble with the Bruins. And, of course, you know, one of those um, came in, in the game at, at, at Lake Tahoe, which was um, which was a lot of fun to watch. I'm sure that some of the players might have wanted a different scenario uh, to play that game under in some ways um, because it was a challenge to the players. But, yeah, there's, there's there, look, there's nothing wrong losing the Boston Bruins in the sense that no. they're still one of the best teams in the league. And, uh, yeah, they're going to give you problems. I mean, the Penguins have played them twice, and they've lost twice. Right, ex- exactly. Uh, all right, uh, when Crosby's out, you've got to shuffle the lines a little bit. So this is only one game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But did you like the combination that they put out there last night? Because there is a domino effect. Well, for starters, you know, he put Rust and Gensel with Malkin, which was the obvious move. Those three played right. together last year when Crosby missed 28 games. And they ripped it up. They played together for most of those games, not all of them. And and those guys really did a good job. And and I thought they were um, they were good again last night. Uh, the rest of it was really a big big time experiment for me. Kapanen played with Jared McCann, who had just gotten back to the lineup a couple games earlier. 
He's a guy who's moved between center and wing. The Penguins have used him in both places. He hasn't been consistent in either. And at center last night, you know, he played in Tanev, got a, uh, uh, Brandon Tanev got a promotion, was one of the leader in hits in the, in the National Hockey League, a, a threat to score as a penalty killer to score shorthanded. He got a promotion to the second line. Um, I thought they were okay. Um, Teddy Bluger remains on yeah. the third line, and then they, they recalled Josh Curry from the taxi squad and, and plugged him in as a centerman, played his first game with the Penguins on the fourth line. I didn't think they were very effective. No. Um, so this is going to be, if Crosby's going to be out longer term, um, they're going to have to, Steve, they're probably going to mix and match these until they find uh, the right combination. Right, exactly. Uh, all right. So now, what's the um, any additional information on Sidney Crosby? Because he's out yesterday, doesn't mean he has it. It could be Correct. contact tracing, could be travel, whatever it may be. Do we have any additional information, uh, or do we have to wait for the next game day? Well, he didn't practice today, yeah. so he remain so he remains out, and that means it's likely he's not going to play tomorrow. And, and so, you know, the first thing you think about is his health because we don't have any details, to your point. doesn't mean he, he's contracted COVID, um, but it's, that's the first thing you think about is his health like you would for any player. Uh, John Marino on the Penguins defense uh, spent a day on the COVID list and then came right back. Um, so Sid's not going to have uh, the ability to get back that quickly, but it's, um, it's problematic from the Penguins from a scheduling standpoint, Steve, because they've got March, their schedule was restructed, uh, restructured as many teams had have had happen in the league because of COVID uh, cancellations, and they've got 16 games in 28 days. Yeah, 16 games in 28 days. That's the that would make this this month will be the busiest month in team history. They're going to play a game oh, every 1.75 days. Really? One game every 1.75 days, and if Sidney Crosby so. He's, you know, this is this is not the right time for him to be out. Again, his health is the yeah. first thing. But if you're going to sure. look at it from the Penguins' perspective, this is probably the worst possible time to lose him because the games are just bunched together. Let me ask you a big picture question that goes to next season. Right now, they're playing a schedule where you have the groupings of games. This week, it's the Flyers' week. Three games, yeah. with, yeah. you know, you know, three games with the Flyers. I'm sick of seeing the Islanders. Yep. <laughs> okay. yep. All right. Moving forward with the NHL with 32 teams starting next season, do you expect it to return to normal scheduling, normal divisions? How do you ex- what do you see happening moving forward? Because I think, with all due respect, I don't think people would mind seeing the Seattle Kraken once. Right, and uh, th- there's a lot of people that are looking forward to to seeing the Kraken and see how they. Um, see how they make things go next year in their very first season in the National Hockey League. So this is what we don't know. Um, You know, the NHL has not said, look, look, I think the NHL is approaching this, Steve, is that next season will be a normal season. Yes. There will be people in the buildings. The schedule will go back to being 82 games, and you'll add Seattle in to the Western Conference. Um, you know, right now, you know, the old Central Division um, is the only one that didn't have eight teams. So we'll see exactly how they get plugged into the equation. But yeah, they're they're going to approach it like a, a normal season. And I think there's a, it seems like there's a pretty good chance of that happening right now. You know, I wouldn't mind if they won eight divisions. You know what I mean? Like the NFL, four in each, and then you can kind of group up with three rivals, and then you can go to the next division. You know, I mean. Having take, eight, a top, take the top two from each one? 
uh, take the division winners in each one, and then take the the best records after that to fill out, fill it out. Have the division championship mean something by getting it? It doesn't mean that's where you're seated, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Well, look, we can say one thing about the NHL, Steve, is they have said when this all happened a year ago that on the table as far as to make yeah. it work, and I think they've proved that they're that they're willing to try anything. In fact, I would say this about next season: this idea of playing a couple games in a row when you get to a city. Instead of a home and home set, where you're you're in New York yeah. one night and then the Rangers go to Pittsburgh the, for the next game, so right. it's a home and home. You're playing, yeah. But doing it like this, where you get some for every team, there are going to be some examples where they go to a place and play two games in a row. I think that's going to stay. I don't think there's going to be a. I don't think there's going to be a ton of it. Yeah. But you know, the players seem to like it. The fans like look. They don't like three, four. I mean, some teams have played six games in a row against each other. They don't like that. <laughs> no. but a couple in a row is doable. <laughs> Arizona, Vegas, great. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this from a play-by-play point of view. You're like, hey, yeah, okay, I don't really have to do much here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The 12th, You've done your homework. You've Penn, done your homework. You know Penn, exactly what's going on. Penn State, Minnesota, playing for the 12th straight. Day. I got it. <laughs> We're good. Okay, I know all about Marcus Carr. Got it. <laughs> yep. yep. My friend, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Always love talking pucks with you. Uh, I love talking to you, Steve. Thanks. Bob Grove joining us from Pittsburgh. Boy, he seemed in a really good mood after last night. You seem like you're in a Carson Wentz mood. I just don't, <laughs> I don't get it. It's a, it's only, I mean, the only guy I know that thinks when the Flyers lose that Howie Roseman had something to do with it. All right. <laughs> No, we'll, come we'll back. let him slide with that. It's just want to let you know. I, I, the Flyers could have had five on one last night, and they still wouldn't score. That was their problem. Well, you know what? But Tristan Jari did play really well last night. He did. He, he played he much he better really than I did. thought he was going to. You know, he's won six of his last eight starts. Now, he's had help, obviously, but he's been a key part. In the first period, he kept them in it, and I think that made a big difference. We will come back with more in a moment. Ben Jones, StateCollege.com in the next half hour. Tomorrow, Nate Davis, Fran Fraschilla. Friday, Phil Bork and the King. That's quite a lineup here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. We were just listening to that commercial. That's exactly the tape the suit listens to driving into work every day. You are powerful. You are a difference maker. You are the straw that stirs the drink. Right. And he saves money. Time, right? He asked me one time what motivates me. I said, what motivates me is me. <laughs> I need some motivational talk. What the heck? I'm sorry. I don't believe in that stuff. I mean, I'm motivated. Look, Joe, I heard Joe Paterno say for years and years and years, okay, years, and it goes to any, it doesn't just football, it goes to anything you do in life. Now, in my case, being a father, a husband, a grandfather, uh, doing this show, doing play-by-play, right, anything, taking care of the yard. You either get better or you get worse, you never stay the same. Okay? 
Well, the goal is to be better every single day. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Matt. I've, I've never needed a pep talk to go out and do anything. I've never needed words of wisdom, the saying of the day. I'm like, oh, give me a break. I wake up and go, hey, look, okay, what am I going to do to be better today? Right. Yeah, it's basically how I am. I mean, I take I take nothing for granted. There's nothing. I don't take anything. I don't, you know, like this show. Hey, we're doing this one our tenth year of show. You think we take a second of this show for granted? No, never. Uh, now, are some shows going to be better? Sure. It just it happens. It may happen that way, but you know, uh, for the for the most part, we're trying to put out a better product all the time and not trying to be stagnant. Because guess what? We're trying to earn you every, as an audience. We're trying to earn you every day. And just showing up is not earning you every day. Same thing with the game. You know, you try to put out the, you know, I want to make sure that whatever game I do tonight is a better broadcast than what I did on Friday night. It's part of the motivator. Like it's, self, it's self-motivating. Meanwhile, the suit drives in listening to that stuff. You're the dominator. You're the one. You're the straw that stirs the drink. All right. So last night, right, if you're Jawan Howard, you felt like you were watching the opening scene with the train and the fugitive. <laughs> I mean, it was just that's the last thing anybody expected. You know, you know, maybe Michigan would lose a close game, right? No IO, so maybe Michigan would win by eight to twelve, you know, whatever. You did not expect Michigan to get blown out and Wagner Livers and Dickinson combined for four for 24 from the field. Kofi Coburn was great last night. But here's the difference maker. When Trent Frazier was brought into the program, Trent Frazier was thought to be, hey, look, this is a real step in the direction. He's a difference maker for us. He was their leading scorer as a freshman. But as time is gone, they brought in Io DeSumo. Then they brought in Kofi Coburn. And guess what? Trent Frazier, how he played had to make sure that Io had the ball in certain spots, had to make sure that Kofi had the ball in certain spots, and occasionally do his thing to balance things off. Well, there's no Io. So Trent Frazier had to go back to playing like Trent Frazier as a freshman. Oh, by the way, he knocked down a career-high 22 last night. He always has had that capability. But he's been smart enough to realize he's got better players around them, NBA players around them, and he's utilized their strengths in part because that's what Brad Underwood wants him to do. Well, now with one of the key guys out, he needed to step up. And guess what? He stepped up big time. Trent's always been a good player. Always has been. Ben Jones, next half hour. Great to have you with us. Boy, the, I'll tell you, the Baylor-West Virginia game was high-level hoops last night. Big time.